Thank you for joining the Inside Tailgating Podcast. Before we get started, let me tell you about the American Cornhole League. The American Cornhole League promotes and develops cornhole as a sport on every level. Get involved in local leagues and tournaments to qualify for the $50,000 championship of bags at Harris Cherokee Casino Resort, July 21st through the 24th. College students can register now for the first ever College Cornhole Cup on April 23rd at UNC Wilmington. For more information, visit iplaycornhole.com. Get in where you fit in and throw it down. We're about to get it in. Barbecue, charcoal, biscuits, and ice. I got my number chairs ready. The weather is quite nice. We're about to tailgate shade. I'm ready. Are you ready? Tailgate shade. Ready? You're ready. Get it in. Get it in. We're about to get it in. Get it in. Get it in. And welcome to the Inside Tailgating Podcast. What's up, Ryan Alessio with you. And today we got a bunch of stuff. We will start with the In Case You Missed It segment. Next segment, we're going to talk a little baseball since that's happening this week, opening week. Uh, Unless your team has had multiple delays and cancellations like my Indians. But for the most part, uh, it is baseball season. And then finally, I'm going to give you my list of a few essential items and a few essential tips for tailgating for a baseball game. But right now, let's kick you off with the In Case You Missed It segment. And this is uh, from InsideTailgating.com. So if you check out the website, InsideTailgating.com, once again, there is an article up there for a drink, and it is titled Tailgating on Laundry Day. And you're probably thinking to yourself, uh, are you insane? Are you actually going to a laundromat and tailgating while your clothes are in the cycle? And I say absolutely you should do that because that sounds like a great idea. And I'm over the moon at the fact that somebody actually came up with an article about this because I think it's a great idea, personally. If you lived in an apartment and you had to share laundry facilities, sometimes you might not want to do that, depending on who lives around you. Uh, I used to have an apartment, and let me tell you, the people that lived around me, and we all had to share one washer and dryer. And the problem is, is I actually got to look at these people, and I decided it wasn't for me. And I would either use the laundromat, or I would take my laundry to my mother's house, And I know what you're thinking, Ryan, well, what the hell is the difference? If you're going to use public facilities anyway at a laundromat, why not just use the stuff you had at your apartment complex? Here's the difference. I didn't see the people who use that machine at the laundromat before I got there. So if I didn't see them, I can't make any judgments. Or I don't have any traits on their personality or know anything about their personal life. And see that they wrap sheets around things that are gross, and then they go and put them in the washing machine. I... So I'm good with that. I kind of feel like if I didn't see it, then maybe it didn't happen, so it didn't bother me. So yeah, I used to use the laundromat quite a bit, Uh, again, because A, I didn't want to share with people that I saw do gross things, or B, this is always a good one too, I'm very lazy and won't do clothes for a month until I basically run out of underwear. So the day I open the underwear drawer and I don't see underwear, that's when I'm doing laundry. Now, while at the laundromat, it could be a wait. It usually takes a while to do clothes, and, you know, there's not much to do. There's maybe a little TV. You got a phone with you. Maybe you listen to uh, some tunes if you got headphones. Uh, Maybe you talk on the phone. But overall, there's not a lot going on, except what I just mentioned and maybe people watching. So what we've come up with here at Inside Tailgating is a drink that you can make. Now, I suggest... uh, 
walking distance if you're going to pull this off or get a DD. But there is a drink, or maybe just have one, however that works, uh, that you can make that we have on InsideTailgating.com that can get you through the uh, couple hours you might be spending at the laundromat. And it is called Fire in the Laundromat. All right. And it is uh, tequila. There is jalapeno infused liquor, liqueur in it. Uh, Pamplemousse. I don't know if I'm saying that right because, look, these are things I don't usually drink. I'm more of a beer guy. Uh, you put lemon in it, uh, uh, some watermelon stuff. Okay, here's the deal. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about because most of the ingredients that go in the fire in the laundromat, I don't know how to say. And basically, if you want this, I'm going to lead you to the website because that's where you will find out exactly how to make this, exactly how you could be partying in the laundromat. And I think you should check it out, InsideTailgating.com. And basically, if you want to party in the laundromat, or you can make this anywhere, but for whatever reason, the person who wrote this article felt the laundromat was the way to go. So make sure you check it out, InsideTailgating.com. And when we come back, we'll talk some baseball. Tailgate Giant is your online tailgate superstore. Get geared up for the NASCAR season by getting the latest chairs, tents, accessories, cornhole boards, and other tailgate games today. Visit tailgategiant.com and pimp out your man cave or tailgate party. Uh, grab your drink and hold it high. Whether mascots or numbers on a hood, root for the colors you think you should. The battles in there on fields or in lanes. Win or lose, it's only a game. So poke and laugh and condescend as long as we all still Get Inside Tailgating Podcast, Ryan Alessio with you. And I want to talk a little baseball just because opening day this uh, or opening week has been going on this past week here. And, you know, I got two things here. One would be I want to talk a little bit about the schedule of baseball and if they can do anything to maybe assist teams that live in weather climates and aren't that favorable to uh, week one of April. And, yeah, I'm going to use a lot of Cleveland Indians references on this because we have had a series, or if you want to call it that, against the Boston Red Sox where opening day was postponed until the next day. The second game in the series was uh, delayed, and now the third game is postponed. So I want to talk about, is there anything you can do if you're Major League Baseball to try to prevent this? And then next, I want to talk about how high or how low should you get after your team plays one series of baseball. And that's because when you like teams like I do, and you're also close to Pittsburgh, and they swept the Cardinals this past week, you know, you're going to hear people going, it's over, forget the under, uh, other 159 games, and then you'll have other people who are overly excited, and they will think, we won the division after three games. So it, it's crazy to me. But, you know, baseball, to me, always signifies the summer is coming, it's springtime, it's good weather, it's fun, let's go to the ballpark, have a good time, have some beer, all that stuff. But it does kind of suck when you go to a game and it's 31 degrees and there's snow flurries in the forecast. And I think baseball could do a better job. I know they have a computer doing the schedule, but I know you could probably edit it. I mean, if you have a computer program and you're letting it decide something for you, I feel like you should have the option to go in there and change some stuff. So let's say, just for example, the Cleveland Indians, 
more times than not, you know, the weather in Cleveland in the first week of April is usually not that good. And I know you can say to me, well, you know, this was only the second time in seven years that the game has been delayed on opening day. And I go, yeah, but don't forget three of those times they were on the road, one playing in Toronto, Tampa Bay, and they're playing in domes. So actually, if you look at it, you know, it's about a 40%, 50% clip over the last seven years that if the Indians are playing in Cleveland, it's going to be tough to get that game off. And that's true for other cities. I saw other teams have their games postponed. The Yankees had games postponed. So my thinking is, what can you do with the schedule to try to make it favorable? Well, if I'm just going to go look at the AL right now, because you know I could do it in the NL too, but we'll just focus on the AL. And that's mostly because that's the standings and the teams I have up on my computer. So that makes it easy for me. So let's just look at some of the teams that could be adversely affected by bad weather in the first week of the baseball season, which is April 1st, 3rd, 4th, whatever. Uh, Baltimore could be. Tampa Bay, Toronto are not because they play in a dome. And then you have Boston that could be in the Yankees. So there's three teams right there. Uh, Detroit, the White Sox, Indians, Royals, and Minnesota. So basically our entire division, uh, the AL Central, my division, and you probably don't like one of those teams. If you do, our division. Uh, Look out west. Now you get a little better. Seattle, they don't need it. Houston, nope. Oakland, nope. Texas, LA, Angels, absolutely not. So by my calculation, there are really only seven teams in the AL that could be absolutely adversely affected by bad weather. So here's my solution. You might not be able to do this with all seven teams, but if you can do it with four or five, you're still reducing the risk of a game being delayed or canceled by quite a bit. First off, Tampa Bay, Toronto, these type of teams, they have domes. Seattle has a retractable roof. Uh, Houston, I think, has a dome, but it doesn't matter. It's Houston. Oakland, the weather is nice. Texas, the weather is usually nice. Same thing in L.A. with the Angels. So to me, you take these seven teams, or as many as you can, and you start them in either one of the places that have a dome, like Toronto or Tampa Bay, or you start out west if you're Cleveland, Detroit, the White Sox, Kansas City, Minnesota. Maybe you can't do that for every team, but if you can at least move some of the teams and have a West Coast trip to start, maybe by the time they come back, middle of April, I know it's only two weeks, but the weather could be better. If I look at the weather report right now from April 4th up in Cleveland, and then if you look two weeks ahead, the weather is supposed to get nicer. So what I'm saying is you don't have to revolutionize anything. I'm not asking you to reinvent the wheel. I understand that a lot of diehard baseball people don't like change. They get afraid and technology and about our poor game from the 1900s. I understand it. But I love baseball. And I'm on the side that the game itself doesn't need a lot of change, but maybe how you present the game does. Maybe that would help bring some people back to the ballpark. Maybe that would get people uh, excited more if when you came back from a road trip, the weather was nicer. You know, uh, it's about getting the casual fan back on board. The diehard baseball fans, they could start the season, hell, March 10th, and it could be minus six with snow on the ground, and they're gone if there's a game to be played. But you got to do something to get the average sports fan back, get them a little bit more interested in baseball. And, you know, the average fan, for the most part, probably doesn't want to go and sit in 35-degree weather for Major League Baseball. So that's my suggestion. You take the seven teams. If you can do it with five, that would be great. And you either put them in a city with a dome to start the year, or you start them out 
West Coast or maybe down in Texas, Florida, places like that. It can be done. So what if you start your schedule with a 7-8 game road trip? You most likely will get a 7-8 to to 10 game homestand right after that. And I don't think it would matter if you're in one of these cold weather cities. I don't think anybody's going to be to the point that they're frantic and clamoring because they didn't get a game on April 5th. So if you got to wait till April 15th if you live in Chicago or Cleveland or Kansas City or Minnesota, so what? You're going to be sitting in a lot nicer weather. And let's face it, attendance early on in April after the opening day, it's not that great unless you're in St. Louis or one of these crazy baseball towns where that's all they care about, and that's fine. But for the most part, I'll give you an example. The Indians get 40,000 opening day, and the next game there was not 11,000 people there. So my thing is, why don't we try to make it as easy on people as possible and as easy on the schedule as possible? Because now, if you're not having to delay games, cancel games, postpone, we got to put this game here. Okay, can we fit you in in July? I know we were supposed to play this game April 7th, but too bad. There's too much snow on the ground, so we'll see in July. Instead of doing all that stuff, if you just take the uh, small suggestion to try to take some of these teams and put them in places that that might not happen, now, great. yes, does it rain in some of these places like Houston, Texas? Yeah, it does. Could you get rained out? Yeah, you might. But I know it's not going to be snowing, and I know it's not going to be 30 degrees, and teams, you know, aren't going to want to play. So I, that's my suggestion. Take it for what you will. Maybe you don't like it. That's fine. You know, let me know. You can tweet me, at Ryan Alessio. I never gave that out before, but I feel like I need more followers because I'm, I'm, I'm a loser and love social media, and that's how I talk to people. So that's my first part on baseball. Try to fix the schedule. Just make it a little easier. I'm not asking you to change the game or reinvent the wheel. Just make it so I can actually watch baseball the first week. Uh, Next up with my baseball is uh, how high and low are you supposed to get after three games? I think that depends on what team you like and what the circumstances are. If I like an AL Central team, More than likely, even though the Kansas City Royals, who won the World Series, are in that division, they lost some players. I think literally in the AL Central, you need about 85 or 86 wins to win it. So if you're Cleveland, the White Sox, if you start, I don't want to say bad, like 4-15, and but if you come out of April 500, you should be in good shape. You should be fine. And you shouldn't make determinations on how your team's going to go when they have expectations that might be a little higher. If, let's say, the Indians, Corey Kluber and Carlos Carrasco, who are supposed to be the Cy Young candidates, come out and they look like dong. You know, it, it, it is what it is. They'll get better when the weather gets better. So if you're, you're thinking that your season might be over because you didn't start out so well, relax. It's fine. Especially if you like teams in divisions that are going to be up for grabs all year. To me, the American League, East, Central, and West, there's no over-the-top great team in either of these divisions. So you can labor your way through a little bit and not get panicked. I'm going to go now look at the NL, especially the NL Central, where you have three teams that are just tremendous. You got Pittsburgh, you got the Cubs, you got the Cardinals. So to me, if you're in a division like this, you have to play every game a little bit more intensely because you want to win that division. You don't want to get the wild card game. Heck, the Pirates won 98 games last year, and basically they would have won any division in baseball except the Central because the Cardinals won like three more than them. So if you're the first week, you're the Pirates, you sweep the Cardinals, you got to be feeling good about yourself. 
because you can't afford to have that sluggish 500 or so April if you're in this division. You got to be going immediately out of the gate. And look, Cincinnati, okay, they're at the time I'm recording this are, are 3 and 0. They they're not going to be there all year. That they played Philly, Philly's trash. Sorry Philly. Your food is great. Cheese steak for life. Baseball team sucks. Next thing you know, you look at the Cubs, a lot of people's pick to 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 win it, to finally end the 2 trillion year streak they got. You're Pittsburgh, you're tired of getting the wild card game. You've had it 3 years in a row. You won the first one, you lost the last two. And Pittsburgh, if they were playing in a series last year, I think they could have went as far as anybody. So if you're in a division like the NL Central compared to any AL division, games in April actually matter. And you come out with a three-game sweep of the uh, Cardinals, that's great if you're a Pirates fan. The Cubs are 2-0 and at the time this is recorded. You'll probably hear me say that a few times. So good for them. This division, if you love baseball and you want to see a good race all year long, this is the one you got to watch. So... The highs and lows, if you're an Indians fan like me or you like an AL team where there's not a clear-cut, dominant team, you can afford to have that, I don't want to say bad start. You don't want to dig yourself a huge hole. You don't want to go into May back eight games. But if you're back five, six, somewhere in that range, four to six, you're fine. Now, if you're the Pirates, the Cubs, or the Cardinals, and you come out of April and you're back six, seven games of one whoever's in first, you might not rebound from that. Like they say, you can't win a division in April, but you sure can lose it. So, you know, keep that in mind. But moral of all this is, please, let's try to play in better, better weather if we have the capabilities. 2016, I feel like we can handle that. And depending on what team you like, what division they're in, That's how you determine how crazy or how not crazy you get the first week, first series, first month of the season. Just depends on where you're at. And because it is baseball day, and I like baseball, I love going to games, uh, and I will say this, I I haven't tailgated for baseball in a lot of cities, but I'll tell you my favorite, hands down, and and it's pretty local to me too. So we'll talk some baseball, give you a little uh, tips, a little list for great places to tailgate for baseball and some things and some, you know, because baseball is different than football. So we'll talk about that when we come back. It's the Inside Tailgating Podcast. Have you ever thought to yourself, man, it would be really nice to bring my TV to my tailgate? Well, now you can. The tailgate TV stand provides an easy way to mount your TV onto any vehicle with a receiver hitch. It also offers full 360-degree rotation to allow for access to gear and grub. Plus, it also allows you to adjust the view to avoid unbearable glare from the sun. Get yours today at tailgatetvstand.com. We're about to get it in. Back to the Inside Tailgating Podcast. Ryan Alessio with you. We are brought to you by the American Cornhole League, and we've been talking some baseball today because, well, it's been opening week. And, uh, well, I, depending on what city you're in, because we talked last segment about teams to start in adverse weather climates, 
and how maybe we can help that. But if you're in a nice place, you got great weather all year, or let's just save this maybe till uh, June, if you're in a city that I named that isn't so great weather-wise. Uh, I always enjoy tailgating at baseball games, and, and I will say this. I am a diehard Cleveland fan. Uh, it, it pains me once in a while to give credit to Pittsburgh when it comes to sports, uh, mostly due to insane jealousy because they win everything and I watch losing all the time. But I will say this. Uh, I've been to a lot of cool parks. I've been to Wrigley. I've been out in Baltimore. A lot of different places for baseball games. But hands down, PNC Park in Pittsburgh is, is like great. So if you don't live around Pittsburgh and you're one of the people that like to travel around and go to different parks, that's kind of your vacation. I got several friends who, you know, the hell with Florida. You know, we're not going to Cancun. We're going to go around the country during the summer and take weekends and go to different baseball parks and cross them off the list until we get to all 30. Uh, I have friends that do that. They love it. And, you know, tailgating at baseball is great. And like I said, PNC Park in Pittsburgh, not only is the park great and the atmosphere in the park, when it comes to partying outside of a baseball game, Pittsburgh does it right. If you've never been to Pittsburgh or if you live there or if you're in the area, you know it's unique where Heinz Field and PNC Park are. And you also know there's two trillion bridges in Pittsburgh. So especially if you're in the tailgating lots around the uh, arenas, there's a lot of bridges, a lot of underpasses, overpasses. It's, it's like neat. It's like a really cool setup. So the bridges can provide shade. They, they can do a lot of different things. And people love to party around the Clark Building, around the arenas, where the lots are, and especially for baseball. I don't really get that vibe in, vibe in Cleveland, mainly because there's really no lots directly around Progressive Field. I almost said Jacobs. <laughs> it's, still, it's still, you know, Jacobs to me, but nonetheless. There's not really that atmosphere or that huge lot to tailgate for Indians games. Yeah, they got it for the Browns, but not so much baseball. Pittsburgh, on the other hand, right outside of PNC, right basically right caddy corner to it. Big lots as far as the eye can see. Uh, it's a really cool atmosphere. It gets hot. So when you're tailgating for a baseball game, I got some different things you can bring. This isn't so much food-based, anything like that. Just some different items you might not bring to a cold-weather football tailgate if you're tailgating for football in a place that is cold. Uh, you can do different things when you're tailgating for baseball that I think is fun. Uh, here's a simple one. Bring baseball gloves. Bring a baseball. Get three or four of your friends you know it's fun? Now, obviously, you don't want to slide if you're on pavement, but rundown minus sliding is a really fun game to play. And uh, maybe a switch to a, a softball, and I don't mean softball like they play softball with. I mean maybe get a rubber ball or a wiffle ball if uh, you're going to get tanked and do this because you don't want to get beamed with a baseball. But if you just want to have some fun, bring some gloves, bring some baseball, throw the baseball around. I don't care how old you are. When you put on a baseball glove and you start throwing a baseball with your friend, all these nostalgic baseball memories of you going to games, playing Little League, start rushing back and you feel like a kid. It's actually pretty cool. So bring gloves. If you're an adult, do not bring the damn glove into the game. You look like an idiot. I'm just saying. I can't watch grown adults trying to catch foul balls over children with a baseball glove. So if you are over the age of, I'll give you this, 15 or 16, do not bring the glove into the place. Do not bring it into the park. 
the stadium, the dome, whatever it has. I, I can't look at it. I can't watch grown adults trying to catch baseballs with a glove. Use your hands. It won't kill you. It sucks for a minute. It stings. But please don't bring the glove in. Uh, I will say this. If we are drinking beer, drink lighter beer. Don't pound stouts or porters because if you're sitting out in the sun baking, you're just not going to feel good. You're just not. So get yourself Mexican, like the Coronas, Dos Equis, those type of things. Maybe a, a all-day IPA, uh, Pale Ales. Do something like that that doesn't sit in your stomach and it's going to cause you chaos later. I <laughs> Sunscreen is a must. I've been fried outside of baseball games at PNC Park. It is not fun. You go into the, the you just look ill. And um, also, this is this is going to sound weird, but bring an extra shirt. I have sweat. I will sweat through a snowsuit. I don't know why. I'm not a bigger guy. You know, I'm only like 5'9", 5'10", 185, 180. But I will sweat through anything. So anytime I go to a tailgating event, especially a baseball game that's going to be in the direct sun, you know, I'm not ashamed to bring an extra shirt because I don't want to go into the game and be disgusting. So, yeah, I'll bring an extra shirt. Uh, what else do I got on my old list here? If you're going to do hot dogs or sausage, bring some different ones. You know, bring all beef. Bring regular hot dogs. Get those cheddar dogs. Get the, They make ones now that are stuffed with bacon. So you can have some fun with hot dogs. I am almost anti-hamburger at baseball games because I feel like if you're going to do baseball, it should definitely be hot dogs only. Now, you can do lobster biscuits. Yours for all I care. I'm just telling you how I feel. I just think of baseball, and I think of hot dogs, sausage, uh, kielbasa, things like that. Not so much a hamburger, but I'm not saying you can't do it because hamburgers are great too. But, yeah, I go hot, I go hot dog. Uh, something else, a wiffle ball set. I remember one time we were tailgating down at PNC Park, and we actually had a really big area next to us that was wide open. So we had, I don't know how, I think my friend has kids. You would think I'd know if he had kids, but I believe he did because he had the wiffle ball set in his trunk. So we actually went and played wiffle ball, a few of us, in the field next to the lot. And damn, it turned out to be really fun. (laughs) So there you go. There's a list of some things you can bring for your baseball tailgate just to make them a little more interesting. You know, wiffle ball set. Bring gloves and a baseball just to throw it around. Try to drink lighter beer. Make sure you have sunscreen. Bring a shirt to change into just in case you become a disgusting pig like I do. And uh, it, it can be fun. Baseball, I know. It, and also the atmosphere at baseball is a little better because football to me is always high tension. Ah, we're going to win. We're going to kill this team. Baseball is more the, as George Carlin would say, the picnic atmosphere where you're just hanging out. You're having fun. Not a lot of pressure. So enjoy it. Baseball is upon us. It has started. And uh, it's going to be great. So we'll we'll give you some more baseball uh, down the road as well. Maybe some new tips, tricks, see what's going on in the season. And also, don't forget, as I wrap this up, make sure you check out InsideTailgating.com for all of your tailgating needs. Links to our sponsors where you get great gear, good recipes, food, all that stuff. Just make sure you check out InsideTailgating.com. And I will talk to you next week. We're about to get it in. Barbecue, charcoal, biscuits, and ice. I got my nostrils straight.